It's ironic that today's message is building community within the church. Building community within the church. You know, the Bible tells us not to forsake this gathering that we have. This gathering that many have, you know, come to, to forsake. And if there is no gathering, then there's no building of community. There is no building of, of godly relationships. Building community within the church is important, uh, first of all, because it is the Lord's church. And we are the Lord's people. And, and also, we are following Jesus' example. Just as Jesus gathered and fellowshiped with his 12 disciples, teaching and, and mentoring them daily, serving one another, serving uh, whatever community uh, they came into. We have to recognize that God desires that we work together in this ministry, together, each of us being a strong and important part of the body of Christ. I believe the church, the church plays a major role in having a strong relationship with Jesus because everything we do is in his name. We gather in his name, we fellowship in his name, we praise and we we worship in his name. We, we serve and we pray in his name. I believe that the Lord's church is worthy of our time. It's worthy of our fellowship, worthy of our efforts, our service, our talents, our gifts, our money. I believe the Lord's church is worthy of our love, our dedication, and our commitment. What about you as the body? Do you believe that the Lord's church is worthy of all of these things from you on a consistent basis? Know that God loves consistency. Consistency. Now I know as humans with this flesh of ours, we tend to be what? Self-focused. And even the renewed heart struggles with, with focusing on ourselves rather than focusing on God. We tend to try to elevate our own preferences uh, for the church and what worship should look and feel like uh, uh, instead of what God says church and worship should be. But our preferences don't supersede or define the presence of Christ our Lord within the church. Building community in the church is important because we all have relationships with the Lord and we have relationships with each other as children of God. And these relationships are, are important because they are our firm, the firm foundation of our very faith. 
We are called to love God and also to love one another. And I believe uh, in God's eyes, we belong together. I believe that we all desire to be a part of something. I believe that we all desire to be belong to something personally and, and, and deep, deeply meaning. Something that we can identify with. And this, this is an invitation to find those things in the church. In the church. Because God wants us to. Because God wants us to. And part of God's perfect strategy is offering a hurting, a, a tired, a worn out, lost sinner like myself and others a place to belong in. A place where everybody feels at home. A place where no one feels out of place, right? A place where fellow believers can build genuine, honest, meaningful relationships. Where we can, we can uh, enjoy deep fellowship and community with other believers without judgment. A place where we can encounter the transformative, the healing, the restoring grace of Jesus Christ. And understanding that is the grace that has allowed us to be God's people and to be God's people to uh, each other, all by God's grace, that we are able to do this. We belong together. Building community begins with the church within the church. We have a responsibility. The Bible tells us that God knew us before the creation of the world, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We stand, you and I stand in a long line of men and women inside and outside the Bible who, who through trial and persecution passed down a faith that has been tested to be truthful for many years, even thousands of years. We belong to a calling. We belong to a calling, a calling that links us with the saints throughout the Bible, and also a calling that tells us that we have a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on in our faith. I believe heaven is cheering this body on. I believe heaven is rooting for this body to succeed in its faith. See, the story that is ours as the church in Christ is a salvation story. And as church members, uh, we can never forget that part of it. Because if we forget and don't recognize that part of it, then we separate ourselves. We separate ourselves. When we are one and the same, sin is sin. We all came from sin, and we're all on the road to redemption in Christ. 
So the story we all have is the same story. It is the very same story, the story of salvation, the story of redemption uh, in Christ. We are a redemptive uh, community. Why? Because we're all sinners. Because we are all sinners. The Bible gives a couple of facts. First, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, including leaders will fail, and a lot of times miserably. We are sinners. We are sinners. And it's not surprising to God. So it shouldn't be surprising to any of us uh, in here. Second, because of the first, that we are sinners, God has provided a remedy, a remedy for whatever sin that we have through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We all have the same cure to that problem. Repentance. Repentance. See, we have the same problem and we also have the same cure. The same cure. See, whether you know it or not, we're all guilty. We're all guilty. See, we came through those doors <laughs> whether you know it or not, to turn ourselves in to God. See, we know why we came through those doors. To testify <laughs> of our guilt. If we're honest, see, we came through those doors not knowing anybody in here. Not knowing anybody. But we came through those doors with guilty hearts. Guilty hearts. Not knowing anyone. So we knew where to come, right? We knew where to come. The church is a place to grow people who come together first and foremost as sinners saved by grace. Don't, don't let anyone fool you. Don't let anyone fool you. That is the reason we come through those doors. That is the reason we gather in worship. Because we know who we are. We know who we are. We are sinners saved by grace. The story, our story is, is one of salvation from our past. Every one of us. The story may be different, but the reason is the same. Being redeemed in Christ from our past. All of us are running from our past. See, being redemptive requires a commitment to our future, to Christ, and to each other. See, it's a commitment to, to the transformation under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's a commitment to live and proclaim our truth personally and corporately. The Bible tells us that that we overcome by the blood of Jesus and by what? The word of our testimony. See, our, our ability to hear Jesus, to respond to Jesus, and to be changed by Jesus is, is directly related to us seeing ourselves as those lost sinners first. Because Jesus said he came to save the sinner. 
and I'll be the first to raise my hand. See, this, this salvation is a lifelong process. Sin is not going to leave you. It's not going to leave you. He without sin cast the first stone. There's no one in here could raise their hand to throw that stone, right? And that's, how we, that's what we have to know about ourselves. It's not a bad thing. It's the only way we can be saved. It's what we have in common. See, this was the point of the lost sheep, right? The, 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 the uh, prodigal son. See, we all at some point share lostness. Lostness. And the requirement of lostness is to be what? Found. Found. That's why we are joined together in here, in this church, to be found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being redeemed from our past state, our lost state. See, we are a community of sinners being transformed into a community of saints, church. Saints. See, redeemed by Christ together. Not separate, but together. Together. That's what bonds us. That's what bonds us. That's what also separates us. You know, together we stand, divided we fall. Divided we will fail. We will fail. We must think and act communally, not individually. Communally. Pray for the well-beings of your brothers and sisters. Look for ways where your faith can help grow your brother and your sister's faith. See how your story of, of overcoming can help one of your brothers and sisters in their journey of whatever they're trying to overcome. See, because Christianity was not meant to be lived alone. Not, be, not meant to be um, individually, no. When you put your faith in Christ, you were baptized into a body, joined into a people. See, from the beginning in, in Genesis 2.18, when God said it's not good for man uh, to be alone, man was made for others. God created us uniquely different, but for one another. See, God knew that I would need you. God knew that you would need me. God knew that we would need each other, right? Right? See, the church is a called-out people, a called-out people. We can't hide. We are a called-out people. There is no mistake, none, that you are here. God has called you out. Everything we do in the church is shaping people. Even, either into a body that looks more like Christ, which is the goal here at CCC, right? Or into consumers who look more like the world. But, but 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 tells us this. He says, but you are not 
like that. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. For you are a chosen people. You. You are royal priests. A holy nation. You are God's very own possession. And as a result of that, you, you, you can show others the goodness of God. For he has called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Hallelujah. That's how you have to see yourselves. That's how God sees you. So that's how you have to see yourselves. A called out people. A called out people. You didn't call yourself here. You didn't call yourself here. God called you out. He called you out. Understand that. He called you out. You're not being trained up to be like the world. You're not being, being taught to be consumers of the world. But we are a chosen generation, a distinct group from the rest of the world. Unified by the Holy Spirit. Unified by the Holy Spirit. The prophet Isaiah prophesies that, that God's blessing be on those God called my people. My chosen. Just as the Israelites in the Old Testament was, was called God's people. Every true believer today are God's people. Are God's people. You are God's people. And we need to look at ourselves as God sees us. As a group. We are not physically birthed uh, into God's family, but we are spiritually rebirthed into God's family by Jesus Christ. God chose every one of you for this faith. For this faith. We are set apart as a group, not as individuals, no, but as a group, as the church for God and his kingdom purposes. Yes, we are. We are God's chosen people. That means we are to reflect his glory, spread his message of salvation in a way that brings him honor, that brings him praise that brings glory to his name. We are a royal priesthood. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are a royal priesthood. Priesthood is about what God calls you, not what someone else calls you. Now, through, through Christ, every true believer has been made a priest to God. That is what his word tells us. We are to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ, living in obedience to God, refusing to conform to the patterns of this world. We have direct to God through Jesus. We are obligated, obligated to live holy lives. There's no way around that. We must give it our best shot. We must give it our best shot. We're not perfect. He denies us to be perfect. He asks us to live holy lives. Righteousness. Righteousness is our goal, church. We are to be praising to God and, and, and praying to him. 
with whole hearts and willing hands, ready, ready to perform every good work. We are to present our bodies uh, as, as, as bodies, as, as, as temples of righteousness uh, unto God. Unto God. We can't, we can't move around these things that God has called us to be as his people. We can't lower the standard of what God has called us to be as his people. And that's when we do that, guess what? We look like the consumers of the world, don't we? We blend in with the world. Instead of being that distinct group that God has set us apart to be. What separates us is our devotion to God. I don't care where you go in this world. If you have the devotion to God, you will be set apart. It will show. Your actions will show. That's who God has called us to be. Distinct from everyone else. Set apart from the world because of our devotion, our commitment, our dedication to him, to him. Yes, we are in this world. We're no longer of this world. We love the people of this world. But God calls for a separation, separation in heart, church, a separation in heart. We are a people for his own possessing. You don't belong to yourselves. We as a group belong to God. Redeemed for his special purposes. To glorify and praise the one who called us out of, out of the dark into his wonderful light. That's who we are, church. Verse 10 says, once you had no identity as a people. No identity as a people. It says, now you are God's people. Once you receive no mercy. Now you have received God's mercy. All of us. All of us are born sinners. And we need to remember there was a point where we was not part of God's family. So it's always good to occasionally look back at, at what we were. You know, God wants us to compare our lost state uh, to, our, to our found state, our sinner state to our now saved state, to appreciate what we have in Christ. At one point, God did not claim us as his own. We did not have the presence of God living in us. Before we received Christ, we were not a people in God's eyes. We did not belong to God. We were simply creatures created by God. We had religion. We didn't have Christ. We said prayers. We did not talk to God. We came and sat in church. 
We went through the motions. We went through the, through the formalities. We had no relationship with God. We checked all the boxes. We tried to be good, but we couldn't even live up to our own uh, expectations. And then, one day, we met the Lord Jesus. We had a, we had a confrontation with the Son of God. Somebody somewhere introduced you to the Savior. And then we found out what, what the difference was between religion and Jesus. Religion, you're on your own. With Jesus, we are a family. We, we are a people. We are Christians made new in, in Christ, joined into the family of God. We are sealed, sealed by the Holy Spirit, by him, for him, and for one another. We are God's people. We are God's people of his great mercy. And so as God's people, building community starts with us, the church. The church is God's agent for, for reconciliation and spiritual transformation. We can't get this outside those doors, church. See, God created us for him and for one another. Jesus prayed for us to be one just as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. There is no competition in the Trinity, only mutuality. And if we are to be one, um, we should see each other. We should want to see each other happy and, and succeeding, you know. So being one, we should see ourselves not as a competition, but this is a journey that we're on, church, together, together, you know. And if that's the case, then our actions, our words, our deeds, our hearts should resemble one another. Should resemble one another because we're one in Christ. And if you are dedicated to Christ and his church, then I should be dedicated to Christ and his church. If I'm dedicated to Christ and his church, then you should be dedicated to Christ and his church. If you are giving your time and, and effort to Christ and his church, then I should be giving my time and effort to Christ and his church. If you are tithing in the church, then I should be tithing and vice versa. If you are serving in the church, then I should be serving. and vice versa. Our work should resemble each other because we are united within our hearts. And our hearts is of Christ. So it leads us on one accord in the same direction. The same direction. 
we should resemble one another in everything that we do within the church. If one is doing it, all should be doing it, church. All should be doing it. The Apostle Paul uses the phrase one another to repeatedly describe the church as a people who are intimately connected as members of Christ's body. Intimately connected as members of Christ's body. He writes in Romans 12:5, he said, So it is Christ, with Christ's body, we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. To be followers of Christ means to belong to others. To belong to others. The Bible gives us clear guidance on how believers are to live with one another. It says we are to accept one another. We are to be devoted to one another. Be kind to one another. We are to encourage one another. We are to honor one another, forgive one another, serve one another, and love one another. We should be able to relate to each other's attitudes in Christ, our commitments in Christ, our work and our service to Christ and to others. See, the one another command, church, is a, is a pathway of righteousness. Accountability where, where, where character is transformed. Marriages is transformed through the one another. Our child raising is transformed through the one another. Our households is transformed through the one another command. Our work, our jobs are transformed by our relationships with the world and also transformed and changed by the one another command. Because it's not all about us. If it's about us, then it's one way. But when others are involved, we are a family. Thing changes for the good. We see with the lenses of Christ now, with the heart of the Lord, Holding each other accountable. Holding each other accountable to the Lord and his church. Holding each other accountable to the Lord and his church. This is a building. But this is Christ's building. This is a building he has set in the earth for us to gather in his name to grow together in his name. We can't get too much of that outside of his church. If we want to know Christ, we want to grow in Christ, we must build these relationships together so we can be each other's brothers and sisters keeper. And lastly, building community begins with building those relationships. And the right relationships are built upon what? God's word. God's word. These relationships begin right here in the Lord's church. Right here. I knew nothing about this on the outside. Nothing. Nothing. 
A family that prays together, what? Stays together. See, you may decide to, to leave this family, but this family would never leave you. This family will always be willing to gather with you and your family. You may not want to gather with this family, but this family will always be willing to gather with you and your family. You may not want to even serve this family, but this family will always be willing to serve you and your family. You may not want to even give to this family, but in your time of need, this family will always be willing to give to you and your family. You may not even want to love this family, but this family will always love you and your family. That's what family does. That's what family does. We have each other's back. And this is an invitation, an invitation to find those things within the Lord's church. Without God's people, we have nothing. Without us being unified, we have nothing. Jesus did not walk alone. Jesus did not walk alone. He called his disciples, the apostles, to walk with him, to serve with him. He could have did it all on his own. He taught them. He trained them up for the ministry, and he told them he was leaving. But they were ready. He had prepared them. See, we are here to be prepared, to be prepared. Pastor Appreciation, this is two years. Two years of preparation. Two years of growing. Two years of, of getting ready for what God has in store. It's time. It's time to move beyond the point in which we started. When a new season comes, an old season ends, right? We're not meant to be the same. This is a new season. Whatever your old season was, leave that there. It's time for us to grow together, not separate, together. And we need each of you in this body, every last one of you. This is an invitation <laughs> to find what you need in the Lord's church. I love every one of y'all. And, and my goal is to, my goal and my vision from the Lord is to see you grow in your faith. That brings me joy because it brings the Lord joy. When we, when we stay in the word of God, we grow in our faith. When we fall, we pick each other up. See, it doesn't matter 
It, it doesn't matter what we go through outside those doors. It doesn't. When you come in here, the great thing about coming in here is you see others just like you. Just like you. That's why I can stand before you because we are one and the same. I'm not perfect. You are not perfect. Our story is the same. We're all sinners in some kind of way. No one is above no one. No one. But you're being judged outside every day. Every day. Every day. When you come in the Lord's house, you come in with open arms. Open arms. So I plead to you, continue in the Lord's work. Join into the Lord's work here at Capital City Church. Make a difference in the Lord's church. Do you know how much the Lord will be pleased with you? You have it in you. I know you do. Mm. I can go on for days because I just enjoy uh, just looking at God's people. I love y'all, but I got to pray. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for your word. So, Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the willing hearts of your people, the commitment, the dedication of your people, God. I pray, God, that you just watch over them throughout this week, that you just uh, cover them and, and bless them with your presence, God. I ask, God, that you send them a word, God. Send them a word directly from you, God. Allow them to receive that word in their hearts and in their mind, God. I ask, God, that sometimes you... You decide to blow my mind. I ask that you blow their mind this week, God. (laughs) Have your way with their hearts, God. Put a smile on their face, God. Make their hearts glad, God. I testify that they deserve it, God. They deserve it, God. And I pray that each and every day as they grow and, and we become closer to you, God, that you form those relationships that that not we desire, but you desire, God. I pray that you put it on each one of our hearts, God, to just um, belong to one another, God, to help one another in the way that we should go, God, because we need help. We need each other. We need each other. Father, I thank you. I love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said...